0: Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message from the Nichols Road campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. Hey, good morning, guys. Thank you, Kathy. That was sweet. We feel the love. We are so glad to be your pastors. We love serving in that way here at New Day. And uh, we're excited to continue a series this morning. Does anybody know what it's called? Oh, you cheated. There's right up there behind me. I'm just kidding. It's called Share Your Faith.
1: Did they cheat? You showed them your paper. Yeah,
0: yeah I did that. I set them up for success because I love you. Um, <laughs> it's called Share Your Faith. Last week, Lee and Kathy kicked it off. It's a three-week series, and it kind of goes with the spheres of sharing your faith that we've identified. My circle, our neighbors, and generous beyond. I'll talk more about that in a second. But let's jump right into scripture to get started this morning. Matthew 28. Jesus has died on the cross, risen from the dead, and he's talking to his disciples. And this is what he says at the very end. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always. To the end of the age. Guys, if you don't know, Jesus is God in the flesh. He came to this earth, He lived, He died, and He rose from the dead. That's what we believe as Christians. And if you're not a Christian, that's what I invite you to begin to believe today. Now, the risen, resurrected Jesus has all authority. And what He says is go make disciples of everyone, everywhere. And then he doesn't send us out alone. He promises to be with us as we go and do that. That's so encouraging to my soul as I'm sent to go. Let's read next in Acts 1 verse 8. Jesus, again, talking to his disciples, says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And they mentioned this last week, but these are like these widening spheres of influence. Jerusalem is a city. Judea is a region around it. Samaria is a region nearby that. And then finally, he's like to the end of the earth. Ever widening spheres that Jesus wants us to go and be witnesses to who he is and what he's done for us. So in the context of New Day Community Church, our widening spheres of influence that we've identified are my circle, our neighbors, and generous beyond. So everyone say, my circle. circle. Great job. You sound great. Each of you has a circle. I have a circle. That's why it's called my circle. I have mine. Dan has his. You have yours. It's my circle. None of them are the same. You know, the people that you see on a regular basis are your circle. It might be family, friends, coworkers, the people who go to your favorite coffee shop often and you see them, or the person who makes your coffee for you. Um, it could be the people who go to your gym that you see on a regular basis. That's your circle, the people you run into on a regular basis. And there are people in each of our circles who are hungry to hear the good news about Jesus. There's people in your circle that are hungry to hear the good news about Jesus. Do you believe that? I do. Okay, Our Neighbors is next. Everyone say, Our Neighbors. Our Neighbors. Good job. Thank you. So this is the people who live in the neighborhoods surrounding this building where many of us are sitting right now. Or where you're getting the stream from this building. Those on the live stream, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Right around this building, there's easily over 500 homes. Probably more than that. Those are Our Neighbors. Together, ours, right? Um, These are the people who live just within a stone's throw of where we gather on a weekly basis to worship the Lord, the one who said to go and make disciples. And there are people in these neighborhoods who right now feel hopeless and desperate and in need of a community like this to help them out and to hear the good news about Jesus that brings hope for the future. And there are others who live in these neighborhoods who are totally blind to their lostness they don't know or haven't heard that message clearly about what they don't even know they need but they do they need someone to sort of call them to attention and help open their eyes to the truth that there's a god who loves them and died for their sins and wants to offer them salvation and a place in his family okay you know what's coming next probably Everyone say, generous beyond. Beyond. All right. So this is that end of the earth part that Jesus was talking about. It's everyone else, everywhere else. That's not in my circle or our neighbors. And um, the word generous might make you think of money first, but it's not just money. It's being generous with our time, with our energy, with our prayers, There's so many ways to be generous beyond my circle and our neighbors. So everyone say, generous means more than money. money. That's a good word. Thank you for sharing that with me. (laughs) Specific ways you can be generous. When we partner with other churches in Kalamazoo to do an event, and you go and support and get involved, that's generous beyond. If you go to Mexico with us, like we just did a little while ago, that's generous beyond. If you come to Tennessee in June with us, generous beyond. We're going to continue to have mission trip opportunities for you to go. And if you're not able to go, you could be generous with your money and help support someone who's going. And there are missionaries that we support in a financial way on a regular basis. They're on the envelope. So it is money too, but it's not only that. Don't limit that in your mind. Okay, so in Matthew... We learned that Jesus calls us to go and make disciples. In Acts, we learned that the Holy Spirit empowers us to be witnesses to the gospel. I want to look at one more scripture this morning, and it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20. The whole section is so good, but this verse, Paul says, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. When you share your faith with someone else, You become a representative of God and you're sharing his message. You're making his appeal on his behalf. Wow. What a crucial job that is, but don't be overwhelmed by the vastness of that task or the whole like ends of the earth. How in the world could I accomplish all of that? Because Jesus is with you. The Holy spirit empowers you and it's his appeal the resurrection power of God that raised Jesus from the dead is in you when you do your part. Amen. Okay, Lee. All
1: right. So we are going to start with um, learning a few key things about outreach from the Bible this morning. So turn to your Bibles to Acts chapter 1. And as our worship set reminded us this morning, oh, how he loves us. His love started this whole thing, right? His love is what drove him to send send his son into the world. And it's it's the starting point of why we do outreach, because he loves us and wants to share that love. Okay, I want to point out a nuance. Bill did um, mention verse eight, but I want to start actually in verse four. This is just before Jesus is taken up into heaven. His last conversation recorded with his followers. Let's notice what what happens here. And while staying with them, he ordered them, his his disciples, not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, Lord, Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. This is what I want to point out. Do you notice what the... Disciples were focused on what they were wondering about, what they were questioning Jesus about. Now is it time for you to restore the kingdom to Israel? That was what they expected that he would do. And he says, no, I want you to focus on this. I'm not going to answer that question and go into that because what's most important of all the millions of things I could leave you with, my last thing to tell you before I go is the Holy Spirit is going to come on you and you're going to be my witnesses. Amen. And so focus on being Jesus' witnesses. Don't get distracted by something else that's not this primary focus. Amen? Okay, the next one is going to be from Mark chapter 5, if you'd like to turn there. This is the account of when Jesus restores a demon-possessed man. Do you remember this story? There's a man who's tormented by evil spirits, and Jesus um, commands them out of the man into the herd of pigs. Okay, we're going to pick up in verse 18. As Jesus, as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. So the man who is possessed says, Jesus, I want to be with you. And Jesus did not permit him, but said to him, go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So that man went away and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him and everyone marveled. How many times can you relate to this? Jesus, can't it just be me and you? Right? He's like, I've had this amazing encounter. You've healed me. You've set me free. I I just want to go with you. It's just me and you. And what does he say? Go home. Tell your friends. This is something that we need to um, learn. This is super important about outreach. So God's blessing is for you, yes, and for others through you. What does that remind you of? Reminds me of um, Abram's blessing, right? He says to Abram, God says to Abram in Genesis 12, I'm going to bless you. Then I'm going to bless everyone else through you. He says, I'll make you into a great nation. I'll bless you. I'll make your name great, and you will be a blessing. All the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. This is how God thinks. and It's super important for us to understand. Amen? Okay, another one. This one is in Acts chapter 5, if you'd like to turn there. All these cool things about outreach and sharing our testimony. All the truth is in this book. Just waiting for us to discover and learn it. Okay, so Acts 5. Okay, this is the account. When the apostles are persecuted... They've been doing signs and wonders. Their ministry is growing, miracles. They're drawing crowds. New believers are coming constantly. And the high priest, the Sadducees, they are filled with jealousy. And so we're going to pick up in verse 18. So they arrested the apostles and put them in the public prison. But during the night an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, go and stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard this, they entered the temple at daybreak and began to teach. What bondage has God set you free from? They were chained up. They were bound. We have all been chained up. We've all been bound by things that, if you're a Christian, that he has set you free from. Go and proclaim it, I believe, is the message. Tell others about this new life in Christ. This story continues in Acts 5 where the next morning, the high priest, the Sanhedrin, they're like, where'd these guys go? They just disappeared from their cell. The door's closed. It's been locked. Like, they're so confused. They fu- then someone tells them they're actually speaking in the temple courts. <clears throat> and so they go and they approach the apostles and say, we gave you strict orders not to teach in Jesus' name, Yet you've filled Jerusalem with your teaching. Okay, and then we're going to pick up in verse 29. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. That Holy Spirit that lives in us was a witness to all those things as well. Isn't that amazing? And so, and then to jump down to verse 42, kind of the the conclusion of this story is that every day in the temple, just church, and from house to house, that's neighborhoods, they did not cease teaching and preaching that Jesus is Christ. So let us never stop proclaiming the good news. He is the savior you've been waiting for. He is the rescuer that you so desperately need. You've been rescued. You can be rescued from the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So let's let these outreach principles impact us as we move forward with the next part of this morning. Today, we launch a simple and practical plan for all of us to work together to put into practice these sharing your faith principles that we've been learning about. God wants us to use our property to reach our neighbors. He's been very clear about that. He is on this, you guys. Yeah, (laughs) he is on this. We have seen such tangible results, even from the small, consistent efforts that we've been making. So many neighbors already have been impacted by the gift of this land for them to enjoy. So many relationships have already been made. Um, You guys know how simple it is to put up a nice basketball hoop And you all know how much use it gets by the neighbors every day. Well, I want to tell you this cool story. Two weeks ago at youth group, Lewis has taken his youth out to play their game outside. It was a nice day. And there was a a youth, uh, a neighborhood young man playing basketball. And so he joins them for their game and Lewis is like, hey, come on, you know, come on inside. We're, we're going to eat pizza. And just invited him to stay. He stayed. And the next week brought a neighborhood friend of his. And they're excited to come tonight to youth group. It's, it's like shocking how the simple things God just uses. It's, it's amazing. It's clear that this is what he's up to. So the New Day nature trails were conceived through just a simple question that the Lord inspired Bill to ask a friend years ago. It's amazing. Yet he's provided divine provision for all the funding and all the resources for this whole thing. Amazing. And yielding good fruit already. And we're seeing that more people are seeing New Day for the first time. They're visiting and going, how long has this church been here? I've driven by, but I just now notice it. It's just, God is just really drawing. He's doing something right now that's amazing.
0: Okay, so I want to give you a little bit of a project update. New Day Nature Trails is the name of the land restoration project we're doing with the DNR back here. We own uh, just over 18, almost 19 acres of property right here, and most of it, is not parking lot and building, but it was overgrown with invasive species. So (laughs) we partnered with the DNR um, last year. We completed phase one of the project with a state grant that funded the removal of those invasive species, and it's so much more open out there. There are places you can walk today that you could not walk before unless you bought, like, a brush hog with you or something. (laughs) You'd have had to get through thorns taller than a human, you know, to get to certain places on the property. But now it's opened up, the invasives are cleared. Phase two has been approved this year. There's additional funding this year um, to continue this work with the Department of Natural Resources on our property that we're so excited to enjoy with one another and share with our neighbors. So our priorities for the project this year go something like this. First, establish um, trails. Before, we kind of had basically one loop of trail, but now with the land opened up and cleared from the invasives, as we restore it, there's a lot more linear trail footage available. So we're going to mark those out and have a contractor who knows how to do this sort of thing smooth it out and um, plant it with the right stuff to be a nice natural um, foot trail. It's going to be awesome. So... This is, I met with the DNR, we met with the DNR on Thursday this week, and this was a proposed plan. Don't take a picture and get married to it. It's a work in progress, but um, it's kind of hard. Is it hard to see for you, or can you kind of see? There's dashed lines on it, which are proposed places for the trails to go, and the big thing to um, say about that is there's a lot of trails available. We could probably have, have over a mile of trail if you walked at all. Um, So those are shown, I think I can actually highlight on here. Maybe not. Are you seeing a white circle? Oh, look at that. Ah, technology. (laughs) So this map has some different colors on it. There's a green color here that's um, already, we have some evergreens in that area. And the idea this year or maybe next year is to continue planting more pines in that area. Um, So that'll be at one space Um, here near Nichols Road, south of uh, where we're sitting right now and up in the northeast corner of the property are a couple of spots that are tagged. They're more wooded. They're tagged to be like forest openings. So there's a bunch of trees, but then there's this nice sort of open area in the midst of them to enjoy a little more sort of seclusion. If you're back there and you're sitting and enjoying it a little less open, the main A chunk of it is this light yellow which starts at our parking lot by that basketball hoop and goes straight back to the east and then sort of wraps around to the south that is prairie space so um, it was overgrown and now it's wide open and what's coming is prairie space in that section so let me show you some pictures of what this could look like That could be what our prairie looks like in a couple years when we get the invasives under control and the wildflowers and prairie grasses that are native to Michigan start to really um, take hold. It could look something like that, which is just gorgeous. (laughs) I'm so excited. And then a forest opening might look a little something like this where it's more wooded, but there's sort of a grassy opening in the middle of it. What an amazing spot to walk along the edge of that or stop and enjoy God's creation. Um, So establishing trails, that's number one. We want to spend time out there and we need a nice smooth place to walk that those trails, some of those trails will also serve as a fire break. One of the ways we'll manage the prairie space is controlled burns every five years or so. And so you need a nice wide walking trail that sort of borders that so that the fire goes here and then stops. It does its job and it stops. That's how prairie spaces are managed. Um, Okay, So that's an update. And then I just want to highlight one of the ways um, this project is playing out is I have a new friend named Nate. Hi, Nate. I'm glad you're here today. (laughs) We've developed a friendship because of this project. And we're actually featuring one of Nate's portraits in the foyer. You can check it out on your way out. But it's just been really fun to get to know Nate. He heard about our project. He came to one of the info meetings last August, and then we've just developed this friendship. And he's done a lot of work out here himself, you guys, that I just want to honor him for and thank him for. (laughs) If you walk sort of past the basketball hoop and the trailhead sign and just past a little berm of dirt, he's made the really nice space and donated a table and a couple of places, uh, chairs to sit in, lined up the rocks real nice. And there's bird feeders and bird houses. And there's a little sign that'll point you the right way that says Bird Sanctuary. It's a beautiful spot, and it's not far from the parking lot. So make sure you check it out when you see Nate say thanks. But it's been fun to talk with you, to work with you on this, Nate. And um, it's been cool to see your expression of thankfulness and worship to the Lord as you've um, engaged with him and with this project. So thanks so much.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: Sure.
2: A few days ago, I had a dream, a very vivid dream, and I was in the parking lot, and by that mound of dirt, it began to collapse like a volcano, and white steam came out of it and boiling white water. And three jets of, like a fountain, came out. And from the base of this boiling water came a robed figure. A white robed figure. And I looked, and I recognized it. I recognized him. It was Jesus Christ. And Christ... Came down and he came towards me. Glowing white figure slowly changed into just a light. And this light suddenly accelerated and hit me right in the chest. And it filled my lungs with what I imagine was the Holy Spirit. And that's the truth. Awesome. Thank you, baby. Amen.
1: Wow. Wow. Yeah. So Jesus, Jesus is going to meet people out here, you guys. There we've had so many prophetic words now, this prophetic dream, this experience you had. I mean, not only are we restoring the land, God's creating a place to draw people to restore their hearts, to just restore them back to relationship with himself. And yeah. Okay. So as a church, it's really important that we notice what God's doing, where he's moving, and we lean into that. We notice what he's on, and we say yes and amen and go for it. And so... From seeing and discerning and leaning in to what we believe he's doing, we are super excited to today launch hosting New Day
0: Nature Trails. (laughs) I'm so pumped up. Oh my gosh. Uh, I mean, I've been thinking about this and working on this project for over a year, and today... Bam, we're launching an initiative that is leaning into what God is doing through this trail restoration project. Like Marilee said, we're calling it Hosting New Day Nature Trails. She's going to talk about more specifically what that means and point you to a beautiful display um, that Lewis and Tori put together in the foyer. Um, But I want to sort of give you a high level of what this thing is, how it fits into our church life, and why I am so geeked about it pumped up whatever word so this is an initiative that allows us to apply the great commission to the our neighbor's sphere in a really simple but meaningful way okay we're taking the great commission we underst- we take our understanding of that and we go hey we can apply our call to go and make disciples with our neighbors through this trail system in a really meaningful way. And it's really simple. And you guys, it resonates with people. When you tell them what we're up to and that we want to share it with them, no strings attached, but we just, we want to share this property with you and it's God's creation and how that's an expression of our faith. It resonates with people. It does something. We'll get into that more. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, so this initiative that we're going to describe fits so well with who we are as a church. It is so new day to do what we're about to do because it's in line with our culture, who we are and where our strengths are at. We have a real strength in hospitality. You all are warm, welcoming people who like to be warm and welcoming to others. You're hospitable. I love that about you. And I love being that with you. So this initiative, which is an outreach to our neighbors, is really going to highlight that strength for people that God loves and that he wants to reach with the message of reconciliation. Um, This initiative also satisfies um, the way that the Lord has told us um, the guidelines he's given us for outreach, which is that it needs to be simple and sustainable, Simple and sustainable. A few years ago, we recognized that the Lord was calling us to invest our energy into um, long-term, consistent outreach that doesn't leave us totally wiped out after we do an event. That we are excited to do it again because it didn't totally drain us of everything we have in our, we're like, oh, that was tough. Um, And then outreach that builds relationships over time. So instead of like trying to put on massive events, which some churches do, God bless them, that's great. But we're doing smaller things that we have the energy to keep doing consistently for the long haul. Even the way that this trail restoration project is being done, those trails are going to be planted with clover because they're super low maintenance. They're really natural and highlight God's creation well. And you know, you might mow it once or twice a year. It's really simple and sustainable. That's a good example, but we've been doing things like this by installing a really durable basketball hoop, you know, which wasn't easy. There's was a lot of concrete under that thing. Just ask Garrett and Emily, but, um, it's there and now it's durable and it's, it's standing up to the test of time and people are consistently using it and it's a gift to our neighborhood. The really high quality metal play set that was assembled also by Garrett and Emily this last year. Thank you guys. I hope you're watching this later. <laughs> um, It's going to be resistant to the sun and it's going to last a long time. Christmas caroling, we do it again and again and it's built consistency and our neighbors can start to uh, expect that. The Stations of the Cross and the other signage that we've put out on our trail for years is a simple, sustainable way to let the neighbors know about Jesus and our church. So we've been making investments that are building relationships over years. Even when we do the Candy Trail, which is kind of a big event for us, in October each year, we try to keep it as streamlined as possible. So it's simple, it's sustaining, sustainable, but still so meaningful. Our neighbors know they can count on that event year after year. Every Saturday before Halloween, that church down the street has a family-friendly event in the afternoon. Um, <clears throat> so hosting New Day Nature Trails is something that's going to be simple and sustainable everyone every single one of you can easily get involved with it and as a team as the new day family we can sustain it the way that it's set up Um, so it fits our cultural strengths it's simple and it's sustainable but probably one of the biggest reasons to do what we're about to do is that we can see god's hand on it like merrily said Um, We just want to listen to the direction of the Lord and put our energy into what he's excited about, what he wants to do on this earth through us. And so I'm very confident that God inspired this restoration project that's happening back here. He has been miraculously providing for it. And he keeps speaking prophetic words to many, many, many of us about how he wants to use it.
1: Yeah, so yesterday we had our community group leaders and serve team leaders over at our house for a lead team meeting, and we spent some time together praying into this and asking God, what do you want to say about this? What do you want us to know about it? How can we be praying? How can we personally interact with it? And I just want to share with you, Um, some of the things that they heard from the Lord one person said this project is common ground and holy ground they got a sense that people who have experienced hurt from the church in the past will find that they can get behind this project and that they will even be open to coming to our church despite not being sure if they believe or agree yet People are going to feel seen, important, and valuable as we greet them on the trail. Another person said, God is softening hearts to see salvation. They will see God on the trail, and they will see God in us. And he literally saw Jesus on the trail. Uh, <clears throat> uh, another person said, this will be a special place for broken people. To experience God's creation, which will give them hope, it will be therapeutic, and this will be a legacy for many years to come. Another person heard from the Lord, some people have felt the need to take up arms and defend themselves against the Christian church. The Lord is leading me to pray for a letting down of arms. This is an opportunity for them to experience God's peace. Wow. And another one said, I saw us bringing joy with a friendly smile. We offer others an invitation into family, something sorely lacking for a lot of people. The world leaves people feeling abandoned, used, lied to, and hopeless. This is a beacon offering a place in the family of God. So let's go into the nuts and bolts of this a bit. What is hosting New Day Nature Trails? What is is that going to be about? So this is your opportunity to get involved in the amazing work God is doing with the 18 acres he has entrusted to our care. So the goal is that starting May 1st through the end of October, so for six months when the weather is the nicest, the goal is to have someone, at least one person can be more, out on the trail every calendar day. So, (laughs) we have to pause for random outbursts of joy from Bill and Nate. (laughs) Okay, so what would it look like on your day? Let's say you've signed up, So on your day, you would warmly greet neighbors while you're out there. And when there's not a neighbor to talk to, then you pray. You're praying for the neighbors. You're praying for the community. You're praying that God's will would be done. But you're open and and looking for a neighbor to warmly greet. You can sign up and come by yourself, or you can bring others along. Make it a a family event. Bring your kids. Go with a group of friends. Go with your community group. Um, There's lots of ideas. It's up to you how you do that, and it's also up to you how long you stay out there. We're not saying you have to be out there for X number of minutes or something. You can do a short walk. You can do a long walk. That's up to you. On your day, you, you would just decide how long you want to be out there. And if you're someone who is not super mobile, that is okay. We still want your involvement. And what that would look like instead of walking all around you know, bring a chair and and sit near kind of a main walkway and sit and pray and wait to greet neighbors that come by or sit in the um, bird sanctuary. Have we mentioned that there's a bird sanctuary? Okay. Which is not very, you know, it's not very far to walk to that. 50 feet. It's been measured. (laughs) So that we, we want everybody to be involved. Okay, so this is how you sign up. Um, You can sign up on the calendars, the paper calendars in the foyer. Or you can sign up online. There's a QR code or through the weekly email that you get every Friday. You can sign up that way as well. And then sign up however you want. You want to do once a week. Maybe you're like, you know what? Every Wednesday, I'm going to take a walk out there. Or maybe you're like, oh, I'm going to do it once a month. I'm going to do, you know, the first Friday of every month. Or maybe I'm going to do the 20th of every month, because 20 is your favorite number. Or whatever reason you, you come up with, you can sign up in, in whatever way. And, um, you know, we recognize that our live stream congregation, you're part of this too. And so I would encourage you to sign up as well. And on your day, Pray. Pray for the community. Pray for the neighbors. Um, and my other idea for involvement for you guys would look like going to a neighbor, your nearby neighborhood, and doing the same thing, walking and praying and looking for opportunities to connect with people. All right. And then just a practical thing. So you'll sign up and then, you know, Life is kind of busy. So, a helpful text reminder the week of that you signed up for, you'll get a reminder. Also, with a link that you can share after you go out, you can go and um, share how it went, any testimonies, and, and share how it went for you, any feedback. So, that is, I believe, all I was going to say about the nuts and bolts.
0: Yeah, we really value that uh, testimony and feedback part that Marylee just mentioned it's imagine, you know, six months is about 180 days, you know, and I just, I know you guys, we're going to have, we're probably going to have a lot of days where there's more than one person out there. You know, it could be easily 360, you know, unique times that someone's out there and imagine all the stories that are going to develop. That's why I burst (laughs) out and clapping and why I've been over here crying while Marilee's talking about it. I can see, so I could I saw the property overgrown, right? And I knew, because Cameron's told me for years, this is a huge neighborhood and there's no park. And I just knew, God told me, he goes, there's a way to do this. And just go ask, I have a friend named Mark Mills. He works at the DNR and his kids go to the same school as our kids. He told me, just go ask Mark if there's something could be done here. So I did. (laughs) And he goes, yeah. In my division, we do private land partnerships, which is exactly what's happening now. So the Lord revealed it and I could see it. And now I can see, I don't know if you guys can do this, even before we cleared it, I could see what it was going to be like. Those pictures of the prairie and the forest openings help, but I could see it already. And this initiative of going out on the trails, I can see you guys out there and I can already, I can see how the Lord's going to use it to change eternal destinies. It's gonna be amazing. God bless you as you do. It's gonna be so cool. So let us know how cool it is. Is the point I was trying to make? Use that link and uh, let us know how it's going. Um, Okay, where am I at? Um, Yeah, we're we're already seeing the fruit of the restoration project before we even go out there in an intentional, organized fashion like we're about to do. It's crazy. Um, it's such a unique and effective way to share the gospel, you guys. I went out last summer. We went out to let neighbors know this project was starting, invite them to info meetings. And I went for the five nights with you guys. And I've, I've just talked to a lot of people and they're so responsive. It resonates. I've met more neighbors around this building in the last nine months than maybe ever before that. And I've been able to share a simple gospel message with so many of them. And it just flows so naturally. And I wanted you to know that um, I'm introverted. I've been an engineer for 20 years. And I find this easy. I'm not a natural evangelist. That's not my primary gifting, but I find this easy. In fact... Just to let you know how nerdy I am, I raised my kids right from the beginning, showing them what it looks like to be engine nerdy with their whole heart. (laughs) So if I can do this, anyone can do, okay. (laughs) Just a little, just a little humor and a tangent there for you guys. Um, It just flows, and I can see the needle move in people's hearts and minds every time I tell them about this project and, and tell them that it's from a church, it's a reflection of our faith. Jesus gave us the free gift of salvation through what he did on the cross, and this project is our way of reflecting that same thing by just giving our neighborhood the gift of a beautiful place to come and take a walk. That's the gospel message, and it's so easy to say, and people are so open to it. And we're actually challenging and shifting preconceived notions that people have about God, about what Christians are like, and about um, the Christian faith in general. The needle moves, man, when you just offer this free gift. Oh, you're so welcome out here. Come take a walk anytime. And here, hey, have you heard about the project? Here's what's going on. Here's why we're doing it. Our why, so we show loving kindness just freely, and then we say why. And our why is the gospel. Such a natural flow. There's no pressure to convert to our religion. We're just demonstrating the love of God and following up with our why. Okay. Do you want to do the last? I'll just keep rolling. Okay. So, with our last five minutes, if you have something to write on and a pen, pull it out. If you, otherwise, if you have your phone, get out your notes app. We're going to spend a little time praying. And what I want you to do is spend a little time right now. Five minutes will take, you know, at least three or four of it, where it's just you and God praying and asking him some questions about your personal involvement with this as we launch it today. This is what we did with folks yesterday, like Marylee talked about. And here's some prompts for you as you ask the Lord. You can ask him, hey, when I go out on the trail, what should I pray? When I'm not greeting a neighbor, I'm going to be praying. What should I pray? God, what should I say when I do meet a neighbor? How do you want me to greet them? What can I say? Lord, who do you want me to team up with from the New Day family to go out there together as a team? And then... Listen, guys, this, we haven't done this sort of thing before. And there may be other people who feel like, well, I'm not a natural evangelist. And you start identifying barriers or, or fears pop up. So just spend a minute with the Lord. Be honest about it. God, what barriers stand in my way? Or God, these are the barriers that I already know are standing in my way. And ask him, what, Lord, what do you want me to do with those? How do you want me to approach those? So go ahead. I'm going to be quiet and let you spend a couple minutes just praying and asking God. is something you can continue to do leading up to the first day that you go out on the trail. And I encourage you to keep praying into this um, as you prep. Um, I want to share a couple more things that sort of came out yesterday when we met with the community group and serve team leaders. We we had these same prayer prompts and one person said, I started feeling fearful, think, picturing myself out there. Um, you know, I started worrying, you know, what will I say? What if I'm awkward? And What the Lord told me to do about it is practice. I heard the word practice, they said. And practice what you will say and get ready, and this will give you confidence. So great and so practical. Thank you, Lord. Um, Personally, I heard that the barriers that I've had in my life when it comes to outreach and that I perceived, you know, many of us might encounter as we get ready to do this is just believing lies that say people don't want to hear the gospel you know, we live in a, in a culture, in a world that's polarized, cancel culture, all that stuff that just sort of tells you to shut up and don't say what you think. And that's a lie. And that the truth, God told me, is that um, there is power in the gospel. It's needed. And even if people don't know it yet, there are people that you will meet that are desperate to hear it desperate to hear about the love of God and what he's done for them and to experience his salvation. And then, um, merely heard the Lord just saying, who will go for me? Is anyone willing? The harvest is plentiful. What an invitation to engage with this. So we're going (laughs) to, we're going to wrap up this morning, Kathy, if you want to come and get ready to close. So when we do dismiss, Come out these doors and hang a right and another right. And there's this beautiful display on the wall where you can go ahead and begin to sign up for a day that's going to be your day. Multiple people can sign up on every, any given day. Fill it up as full as you want and go for it. And again, it can be any time of day, any amount of time, um, but I just encourage you to get out there. And then that calendar is going to stay up for six months, so you can just continue to sign up and engage with this initiative. And I can't wait to hear how the Lord uses it and uses you. Amen.